managed to turn that off just in time hey hey welcome to the scottish rugby podcast it is myself john anderson here tonight uh we are we're back to do a wee bit of urc previewing have a wee chat about the comings and goings in scottish rugby uh, in the last week or so uh tonight i am joined by a very very special guest uh we have got david from the scrum of the earth podcast here uh to to join us on this odyssey of URC. Welcome, David. <laughs> odyssey, that's a great word for it. I love it. Thanks for having <laughs> me, John. That's <laughs> great great to have you along, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll, maybe we might even touch on some of your uh, MLR at some point. Uh, might, I'm sure it will get a wee mention at some point. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I brought a, a fitting poem this time for y'all. Oh, good. The, so uh, this time I went with uh, a pretty pretty on the nose one. Oh, by the way i'm hoping my audio is better than last time i listened back to the episode last time i was on and it was abominable so my apologies to all your listeners for that one <laughs> no not at all. i think your audio is perfect perfectly acceptable tonight good. mate sounding good, good. good. sounding good so yeah we we are uh we're, we're here we're live we had talked about taking a wee break over the summer but we just couldn't resist it and we wanted to keep bringing you rugby uh obviously there's been other things happening in scottish rugby over the last few while but this this episode we will we will keep it light-hearted yeah. and jovial and uh with with the pro clubs coming back for the pre-season friendlies uh which we will come on to in due course because why was there news about that um but well i've, I've got the the very last st- stanza just the four lines by robert lewis stevenson from a, a little bit called summer sun and it's just above the hills Along the blue, round the bright air with footing true, to please the child, to paint the rose, the gardener of the world, he goes. Love that little bit. <laughs> the setting nice. sun of the summer, and we're almost back to the URC odyssey, as you say. Mm-hmm. We are almost back to URC time. We are all looking very much forward to that. World Cup year coming up as well. Um, it is going to be a barnstorming season. But, first of all, get the let's get the business out of the way first. Uh if you find yourself stumbling upon this podcast for the first time and you think to yourself, wow, those guys really deserve a little bit of my hard-earned money um, to support the podcast, you can head on over to, uh, let's go this one, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash scottishrugby uh, and you can uh, subscribe to us and get exclusive content, including our uh, famous hands in the ruck section, which, <clears throat> I mean, the rumours are it's worth the admission price alone. Uh, there, there might be a few squares in that. We also try to do bonus episodes for Patreons only. And the final exciting piece of news is you get access to the super secret Hugh Dan fans Facebook page, which grants you uh, access to go and join like-minded souls who have also supported the podcast and uh, you can have a good banter in there, obviously. That's the, the Fazrock super secret, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Fosrock, it does sound like, it sounds like some sort of, like, if you were to get Fosrock antivirus software, you would be like, fair <laughs> enough, that sounds good. <laughs> like, I would I would trust that as antivirus software. 
I feel like it's where Barney Rubble worked at one point as well. <laughs> so, yeah, feel free to come on over. There's uh, two levels of Patreon. You can uh, join us £3 a month, uh, which I've, I'm have i I'm reliably informed is less than a pint of beer. Um, you can support the podcast and uh, get, get extra content if you so desire. Uh, otherwise, we are here. We've got a wee, wee bit of free entertainment for you just now. And then uh, we will head on over for our patrons to do a wee bit of hands in the rock in due course. We are meant to have Craig, potentially. Don't know where he is. So if Craig, <laughs> if Craig appears, uh, just sort of roars into screen, then uh, it'll be good to, good to have him along. But um, let's let's start... I'm picturing tra- him trapped on a Roomba somewhere trying to get off of it right now. Yeah, to- totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just shaking his fist violently, screaming, it's not a Hoover! <laughs> I would buy that shirt. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, we should definitely get him that shirt. He'll be very happy. Um, yeah, so let- let's talk about a little bit about the news. Um, we will come on to the Scotland uh, strip release. Um, which happened a couple of days, uh, or happened yesterday, in fact. We'll come on to that in a wee minute. But first of all, let's talk about uh, Glasgow Warriors. Yes, that's right. I'm always going to go there first, because <laughs> um, Craig's not here. <laughs> uh, Glasgow are due to be playing a pre-season friendly um, this this weekend coming uh, against Worcester Warriors. Worcester Warriors, who are, are currently or are about to be in administration, depending how... Um, how recently you're listening to this. Um, Lots of financial issues down at Worcester, unpaid tax bill, rumours that players haven't been paid or are not getting paid. What's going on there? Um, A really tough one as well. Obviously, from a Scottish rugby perspective, David, it's it's difficult because there is a couple of big, big Scottish players down there in Mm -hmm. Sutherland and And Johan. Yeah. Well, yesterday there was some, you know, quote, news, unquote, about a U.S. consortium offering to get involved, and it looked like that was positive, or at least they were putting the positive spin on it, at least. Um, they said all the right things about it's, you know, Worcester's a, uh, rugby's a part of Worcester, we can't let it go, so I hope I hope they're, you know, going to put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, so that, that will be the, is that the consortium? Yeah, I've got it here. That's, that's a consortium led by Jim O'Toole, who used to be uh, yep. the chief executive at Worcester, so obviously knows the, knows the lay of the land down there. It's interesting as well, because uh, Worcester have always been a couple... So Scottish rugby have always had a, an interest, hmm. not necessarily financially, but have in the past looked at or speculated about possibly investing in Worcester. Uh, so... It's it, it's a strange one because obviously <laughs> well between the Worcester Warriors and DC United that they obviously have a great sense of what clubs to yeah oh, old, wait. old glory yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I know and then yeah That's we had the, the the French one as well uh, that we invited so it's it's an interesting one and I think people will ask why are why are Scotland not or why is the SRU not like taking the opportunity just now you know we're crying out for a third pro club. Hmm. Um, why are they not taking the opportunity to invest and maybe put a bit of money into Worcester, get a bit of control? And uh, if anyone is asking that question, uh, I, I would suggest to you just simply read some of the regulations in the Premiership, given the RFU and the clubs themselves, the Premier, Premier Rugby, uh, which is the governing body that runs the Premiership, they don't like necessarily foreign investment. Oh, not fans. Um, foreign investment that impacts. So, they 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 would be pretty reticent to allow the SRU to invest in an English team because obviously the English pro clubs have subsidies for English qualified players. They, you know, they they despite the fact they act as separate entities, they are still working with the RFU in a lot of ways. So, the idea of Scotland having a say in one of their clubs probably sticks a wee bit in the craw of quite a few people. So yeah, wouldn't imagine it will happen. I mean, uh, how would that benefit Scotland? You, you, you said, well, there's talk about a third team, so why not invest? How would having a, a stake in the Warriors help a third club team, you know, in a different league in yeah. the URC? Yeah, so I, th- I think just having a, a degree of ownership or a degree of uh, influence in that club would allow players to, you know, for example, like Rory Sutherland and Duhan, if you're looking for a change of scene or you're looking for someone else oh, to, to blood players, 
Um, especially with the Premiership being, you know, we obviously had the conversation on your podcast recently regarding the different types of league and what sort of you know, the sort of benefits that players could get from different types of league. Yeah, yeah. Um, and being able to send young Scottish players down to play maybe out on loan for a season to the Worcester Warriors, you're not going to get a better scrummaging um, lesson than playing Premiership rugby for a year. So it, it, I'm not it's sure it's been I'm not sure it's been good news for Duhan. <laughs> I feel like I he went from scoring lots of tries and winning games to uh, going. Whoops, what yeah. just happened? I think I think the thing that is noticeable about Duhan van der Merwe though, and it was talked about on uh, towards the end of the season, Duhan's defensive game has in, come on leaps and bounds. That's true. Now, you could argue that's because he's playing in a team where he's having to defend a lot. And, mm. you know, just by his by his osmosis, he's eventually learned how to defend. <laughs> <laughs> Practice makes perfect, Duhan. Yep. But, I mean, positionally, he was looking so much, so much more smart about what he was doing. So I think there'll be benefits to his game uh, of having been there. But I wouldn't be surprised if he rocks up somewhere else quite quickly. I wonder, there were questions about his defense as far back as the Lions tour. And it feels to me like he's been getting better in that area ever since then. Do you think it's because he's in the premiership and experiencing this different type of rugby, or is it just a natural progression as a player? I mean, it could even be as, as simple as being around the Lions mm. set up and just, you know, hearing those different voices and, and learning a bit. So, yeah, there's a, a lot of different things maybe at play. Um, but certainly he has his, his skill set in that area has increased uh, tremendously. So, It'll be, uh, be good to see what he can unit. do. He should, be, he should be a badass on defence. Well, th- this is true, but I, I will refer you back to my famous Tim Visser, uh, all six foot five of Tim Visser, uh, <laughs> and the guy, to use a Scottish phrase, couldn't tackle a fish supper. Uh, it was, yeah, defence was not his game, let's put it that way. Um, so there's be, there has been examples of big units in the past that have not always been um quite as keen on the defensive side of things. So um but but I think the, the probably the biggest concern in terms of obviously Worcester there's there's rumors of the club getting bought. There is there, there's no indication at the moment that the fixture against Glasgow is is going to be cancelled or that there's mm. any indication that I think Steve Diamond I can't believe we're going to give him praise here. Whoa. I know, I know. Hold the phones. Do we need to censor this? Um, <laughs> Steve Steve Diamond apparently has been doing a lot to keep the players together as a unit. Yeah, yeah. That, I've heard the morale is just terrible right now. Yeah, it's not not easy. And all the while, Glasgow are marketing their uh, jolly to Inverness uh, with with all the all the aplomb that they usually achieve. Uh, we've had <laughs> Xander Fagerson in an Inverness Caledonian thistle shirt. Um, we had uh, Tuipoloto talking to the press today as well. Uh, really? Deepest, See, this is the kind of thing we don't get here. There, it's not like I can say, oh yeah, I caught that coverage because it's not here. Tuipoloto did what? Yeah, you got to love a bit of Tuipoloto in deepest, darkest Inverness, sure. So yeah, uh, but, but it'll be interesting to see. And I think it's important to note as well, before we move on to the other bits and pieces, um, I think they've, they've missed quite a lot from the press coverage of this is that this fixture is designed to tie in with it's the centenary year for Highland Rugby Club who are based oh. up in Inverness. Um, so it's their centenary year and as part of the celebrations. That's part oh, wow. of the reasons the game's up there. So um, obviously huge congratulations to everybody involved with that club. Uh, and we hope that your centenary year is going well. Well, I, w- I wonder, you know, with a coach like this, if the Warriors are going to come in just steaming like, oh, yeah, you think you can get rid of us? You know, it, it might be they come out hugely aggressive and, you know, surprise everybody a little bit. I think I think it would be a massive surprise if they didn't come out the box all guns blazing. Yeah. Uh, and I think, as with all these preseason friendlies, you don't read too much into them. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, there'll be a squad of about 40 players will take the field at some point um, for, just from Glasgow. So... But we'll see. It's good to see rugby kind of dotting around the country as well. And I know a few people who, well, actually Rory, uh, blog blog founder Rory, uh, who's based up in Inverness, he he doesn't always get the chance to go and see like the pro clubs that often. Oh, so, nice. So it's great that I always love intercompetition, uh, you know, fixtures as well. This is like a friendly version of the one of the European Cups instead of just a regular, you know, friendly yeah. URC kind of thing. 
Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, there'll be a bit more to it, won't there? So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, in terms of other other news, uh, as as I indicated earlier on in the pod pod, that um, <laughs> we we have we have a new Scotland shirt, and we and it has been met with. The same reaction that every Scotland shirt in the history of Scotland shirts has been re- met with. Um, someone, someone has reliably written a cheat sheet for you, so that when a Scotland shirt comes out, you can just reference the cheat sheet. Um, oh, nice! It's it's new kit bingo. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's it's too expensive. The sizing's all wrong. It does does have a collar. Doesn't have a collar. Is weird in the arms, depending which one you subscribe to. Um, we've we've also got the. Uh, does it have tartan? Doesn't it have tartan? Mm. Where's the purple? Why is there no purple? Where is or is there purple? It's it's very. very it's I very saw sick. a couple of the reactions, and it seemed like I'm pretty sure I read this a year or so ago, and maybe the year before that. <laughs> yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, yeah, to be fair, so I think my my looking at the shirt, my sort of initial feeling and i'm actually just i've just noticed the the man himself the myth the legend has just screeched hey. into sight there he is good evening all how are we doing excellent not, how are you yeah not bad thanks just a bit of a rush there just to get in from training so uh <laughs> we were we were we were commenting craig we were just a bit we were a bit concerned that you were stuck in a roomba and you were just going round and round in circles and you weren't sure what was happening ah uh, vacuum humor I like to hear. <laughs> we are a vacuous pair. Oh, boom, boom. <laughs> this is why. This is why you're here, boys and girls. This is why you're here. So we were just we, we've just talked about Worcester Warriors and how Duhan's coming to Glasgow, Craig. Um, we didn't say Duhan. Ah, well, so, I don't know. I think there'll be an implosion through in Glasgow because you've got Alan Dell and then Duhan, the two most beautiful men in the in, in, in rugby. Yeah, and It'd then Hugh be, Jones uh, as well. I mean, that is just like that is sex factor stuff. It's magnificent, <laughs> magnificent. We finally uh, have a game plan: paralyze the other team. Yeah, just, with pure beauty. Yeah, with yep. pure beauty, absolutely. That's that's the game. So we're actually we're just discussing the Scotland strip, Craig. So I was just given a, the the usual cheat sheet of what gets said about Scotland strip on release day. What was your initial take on it? What do you think? I, I quite like it. Um, it's uh, you know I know there's a lot of comments about there's no white on it and there's this and that and the other and, and, and the pale blue, but um, purple, but, purple maybe. Purple, <laughs> uh, it just. But I actually quite like it, and I like the fact that um, did someone did, did someone mention that it's um, uh, there's a lot part of it is made out of recycled bottles or something like that? Yeah, I read yeah. That. So the, yeah, they were saying that each shirt it's uh, thirteen uh, five hundred milliliter so half liter bottles uh, of, of plastic have been recycled into the shirt. So I mean that's a decent decent effort. So that, that's about you know that's about half of what Finn Russell drinks before a a game of Iron Brew, so yeah. So this also indicates the start of a new Iron Brew sponsorship as well. I think I absolutely should do, yeah. But only empty Iron Brew, so exactly. I mean, what we're going to do? Because it's so good that obviously the bottles are empty. Absolutely, yeah. But no, I, I quite like it. I've, I've got to say, I, I think it's. I, I, I've got a, a like a, a a track top from last year that yeah. had the pink the pink on it, and it just. It was. Um, I think it's just a little bit too shell sooty for me. Um, so it'll be interesting to see all the rest of the bits and pieces that are going to come out. I'm always really interested to see the away strip as well because obviously yeah. we don't we don't have an away top yet. But uh, last year, the tops last year, I was really underwhelmed by the home top. I thought it was just a bit, ugh, you know, as you say, there was bits of pink in it and things, and it was just a bit like eh. it kind of looked a bit cheap. But then it certainly wasn't cheap. Um, <laughs> so, but the, I actually bought the away top because I quite liked the white. And again, it had the pink in it, but on, with the white and the, the, the small dashes of pink and blue, it was, I thought that was quite a smart top. But um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the away shirt looks like. David, will you be, be scouring the um, SRU website for a, for a new Scotland shirt this year? No. 
well, I never buy way too cheap to buy new national team jerseys <laughs> of any kind. Do not blame you in the slightest, buddy. It's ridiculous. And and curse you, John, for pointing me towards eBay. Now I just have an <laughs> alert set up that said the, the words rare rugby jersey, $30 and under with free shipping. And I get an email about that every day. I'm like, oh, why am I doing this to myself? But, <laughs> but no, and of course, I saw the announcement of the new kit. Well, but just on my phone, on Twitter, so it's kind of these thumbnails, you know, the amount of people complaining is much bigger than the actual photo of the of the, the uniforms themselves. I was like, is there, is there a big difference? It, it looks very, very similar to me. And then everybody was complaining about the Peter Vardy thing, which I, you know, I don't see why that's a new thing to complain about. I thought it was, the reaction seemed confusing considering how, you know, meet the new kit, same as the old kit, it looked to me. It wasn't. It wasn't a reaction. Uh, so it, you're right. It wasn't a new reaction because it was exactly the same reaction that we all heard last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, really, I mean, it's not my hands in the ruck, but I'm going to have a little gripe about it just now. Believe it or not, sports teams need sponsorship, and if a company is willing to put their hand in the pocket and go, do you know what? No matter how hideous their logo is, or you know. We all we all laugh about the Glasgow tops with the big green box on it. The you know the Scottish Power big green box, horrendous, ruined the strip, right? But they still put their hand in their pocket and paid money. Sure, Peter Vardy has done that, and it's clearly more money, or at least it seems to be more money than perhaps previous title sponsor BT. Uh, other sponsors we've had over the years, we've had some absolute. I mean, obviously, people remember the famous Grouse was the that was the the, the one and only really. But yeah, we've had we've had a couple other shockers as well. So I think I don't get too hung up on it. And actually, a lot of these strips are so badly like made now that the Peter Vardy thing will be on that sh- stupid plastic that comes off in the wash if you like, <laughs> if you wash it in the, the wrong wrong temperature, which clearly I'm obviously going to do. So, <laughs> well, well, Logan, sorry, dear, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, so this might be an odd take because I'm a you know a convert because American sports don't generally do the advertisements on the uh, on the jersey. It's just the plain jersey. You get you get your name on it and stuff, and you get your own number. That's the typical American style. And Americans who first encounter soccer, for instance, are like, "Oh my God, what?" You know, they look like NASCAR. Yeah. cars out there like with all these how many more ads can you fit on a guy and then i figured it out there's no commercials during those rugby games ah, there's no ah. damn commercials i don't have to spend two out of every three minutes watching an ad for little caesars or something i will take it show me as many fit as you know go french fit as many logos onto your kit as you possibly can <laughs> plus then here's my weird take is the other thing is it'll change the next year but if you had like a really special year that year now that that uniform looks like something to you. It's like, yep. oh yeah, that's that kit, not just our jersey in general. It's like, oh, that's the year we did this. Yeah, that, that that's a really interesting take because I, I I find myself I associate jerseys with like sometimes sometimes with events, but quite often I associate them with players. Hmm. Like, so I've got like specific jerseys, and it'll be like, well, that reminds me of this player, or that reminds me of this time when that player done that. So it is really, it is quite unique in American sport that you have that kind of, you have the strip and there might be subtle changes to it, but ultimately, you know, uh, American football top from 1995 will generally be the same colour and roughly the same design as one in 2005 and, you know, 2015. So it it is fairly interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Of course, once they started adding those things to NBA jerseys, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Can't have it both ways, guys. Well, I think, I think it's very also... Uh, what, I, what I don't seem to understand is that everyone's moaning about Peter Vardy being on the ship, but actually, it's it's white writing on the ship. It actually goes quite, it's quite nice. well. It's all right, it's, yeah. You know, for a, for a sponsor, it's it's a, it's a decent shout, you know. Um, so, I, I, oh, I don't know. I do, no... You're never going to please everybody, um, and to be honest, I, I'm a big fan of the the dark blue with a white collar um, and and a little bit of light blue or a little bit of purple. And you know, I think one of the strips, I think the one that had the tartan down the sides, yeah, was a was a favourite of mine. Um, but then, funnily enough, when you're talking about a player and a shirt, the the old the red with the yellow 
Um, oh, world class Phil Godman. Um, well, actually, it was uh, it was John Barclay. I I associate oh, with that because because yeah. uh, he he scored in front of me, uh, not just for me. Um, uh, <laughs> he came scored to your house. a try, right? Right? Yeah, he went. That's for you, Craig. And he, uh, yeah, um, it, was like, uh, it was like say anything for Scottish rugby. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I was at Murrayfield and he scored in that shot. I just remember that 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 one stuck with me as well. And um, yeah, I, I loved that shot actually. I, I, I wish that I had was- one. That was the world class Phil Godman one, wasn't it? It was the Reds. I think so, yeah. Yellow, white. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up as we go. It, was, it had the lion rampant rampant through it, did it not? Uh, oh. oh, let's uh, rugby. Let's see what we get. I mean, that is a fairly generic Google right there. We will have to do. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There's the. There's the. Oh, it's on eBay, David. Oh. Under thirty bucks, free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I told you guys I got a couple of Bizarro jerseys, and uh, one of them was way too small. So I was like, "Hey, son, you try it on." And he was like, "This smells funny." <laughs> 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 yeah, it's from Eastern Europe, and uh, I don't even know what kind of cigarettes this dude smoked. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so I think that was the two thousand five six uh, Scotland away shirt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Pretty, so I'm, pretty. I'm a wee bit excited because I've got I've got new shirt tomorrow. It's um it's uh, Edinburgh's revealed it uh, tomorrow. Oh which, uh, right, oh. it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I I don't think it'll change much. I think it'll just be a, a slight movement, but we'll see what happens. This will be the finally. This will be the year that the title sponsor is Iron Brew. We really that needs to happen. It does. I just it's like such a no brainer. You just look like a can of ginger. And like he's a he's he's still only sponsored by them, and like he's could he's could market the absolute gubbins out of that. Be like, oh, oh right. look, Edinburgh made a gutter, sweet. Look at us, hard <laughs> as nails. Like roll roll out Schumann and have him like you know swigging iron brew with some bills. Standing beside just... the fourth bridge. Aye, Aye exactly. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I mean, like I'm doing the marketing team's job for them here. <laughs> like SRU, get in contact. We'll get this all sorted for you. It's fine. Dead easy. So yeah, I don't think it'll change too much. Although I really do hope it does. I really hope it's like an absolute shocker of a strip, and it just looks hideous. And then I love watching you guys explode on Twitter. So it's gonna be brilliant. Oh, we're not, we're not, um, we're not Stade Francais, are we? We're not. Uh, no. Kind of, kind of, well, I mean, at times you used to be. Yeah. Like when you done the charity strips and stuff, every I, I miss those days. I remember the the, ch- the chain mail and everything like that, and the, oh. and the, uh, the red, black, and the red, black, and white urban camo. Oh, that oh, that was a personal favourite. That was a <laughs> yeah. Always it was Phil Burley. Always associate with the with the camel and the the chainmail. Because mm. uh, I'm just thinking, there's not a person less likely to be allowed to be in any of those in any other circumstances, but a rugby top. <laughs> the uh, the Yosemite Sam style Glasgow Warriors logo is, there, is this year four? We're going to be entering with that. It'll be about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that gone? It seems it seems like that was going to be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna sell plushies and market to kids or something. Has that worked? Well, I mean, to to um, I, and I know uh, Cameron is indeed watching uh, tonight because he's got, just dropped his wee comment about uh, how the show's going downhill. Uh, but um, I, I kind of don't want to tell Cameron this, but Glasgow are bringing their mascot back this year. Clyde Ooh. is back now. I don't know if it's the real Clyde, Cammy. I don't know if it's if it's. It isn't, it's a, is, the, is it not? It's, it doesn't look like the real. It doesn't look. Oh like my the gosh! Cammy's gonna have to show up in person and investigate and harass. <laughs> I, th- I feel a t- I feel a trip through to Scotland coming on. I, I I think now that Cammy's in the general vicinity of Scotland, uh, I think I, 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 I did a day trip to Scotland to go and heckle Clyde. So yeah. it's right up his street. Blaze vest, megaphone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine the eruption at an 1872 cup game when we've got both of them. Both the fa- both the imposters. Both and the Cammy. imposters. And Cammy, Cammy. Just, he'll not know what to do. Like I he'll know. actually just like. I think he would just explode. He will just not be sure. Like poor, 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 poor fake Flinty and well, the, fake Clyde. The sight of of Cammy being forcibly ejected from the match is going to be all over Twitter the next day. Well, to be honest with you, David, the, the, the last eighteen seventy two two cup, I think they all tried their best. 
<laughs> the resistance was too powerful. It really was. Um, yeah, the, I think it was probably just that actually the the keeping us in the stadium to mock us was was more like beneficial ah, for Edinburgh than, than letting us go. Uh, so you know, it was it was definitely we took our licks that day. That's for sure. That's why I, that's why I brought Johnny McGinty along so he could sit beside us so he could just take a bit of punishment. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> It took it well. We were in with the Glasgow fans, and some of them moved. So take, take, <laughs> take from that what you will. <laughs> but yeah, so no, Clyde, Clyde is back. Uh, so, but no, no rumours of, of a Glasgow top yet. But uh, we will see. I'm pretty sure it will have uh, red, red, white, and green on it, and we'll, you know, probably have a pizza somewhere on it, and we will be celebrating. Uh, all, all that is Italian, uh, given that pe- people are, you know, continue to go on about Franco Smith. I think maybe because he's called Franco, and people are going Franco, and he managed Italy. He must be Italian. Smith's not a very Italian name, but then you could argue some of the players that have played for Italy recently not exactly the most Italian surnames. With uh, <laughs> Luke, Luke McLean was a personal highlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, once they, once they start interviewing them, then they'll realise very very quickly. That Franco is not Italian, that's for sure. He's he is he's very South African. Yes, it's the Ooh, same. Just very South African. Very South African. Well, so. Did I tell you guys this, this story? So years and years ago, I had first seen Lud Diager and you know realized what a special player he was. And then I was watching him play. It must have been for sale, I guess. And I was like, oh, that guy. I remember this guy. Doesn't he play for the Springboks? And then they, the announcers kept saying Ludiaga, Ludiaga, and they and they would always just say Ludiaga, and I was like, Ludiaga, like L U D I A G A, like he's Italian, is that weird? <laughs> so I, I googled L U D I A J uh, G A space rugby, and it was like, did you mean Ludiaga? Yeah. Like, wow, Google, good job. <laughs> it's a monster of a man. He's, you know, what cracks me up is the fact that you you see um, Ludiaga um, on the same pitch as Faf de Klerk, and the, the difference is just phenomenal. There's, you could almost put a Faf de Klerk on top of Faf de Klerk, and you would still be just about at the same level as Lou Diaga. Put him in a trench coat. They can both go to the movies together. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, no. We can go to this movie. <laughs> Two for Jurassic Park. <laughs> I mean, one, one. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Well, I, I tried a series of memes for a little while, like a picture of Lou Diaga with his family, and I was like, brood Diaga, and then a platter of food. from it. It's food Diaga, and it never caught any traction. No. Probably deservedly so. <laughs> I think, I think that's more timing than anything else, David. I think you could you could have got there. <laughs> you done it on TikTok, you would be fine. Ah, there I am. See, that's what it was. You just needed needed a different medium to to, <laughs> to go and to go and get there. Well, speaking of, um, well, having a laugh about the pro clubs and strips and what have you. Uh, for what it's worth, I think the Scotland top isn't that bad. Um, I think the light blue collar is a bit weird, but. There you go. Also, think Scott Cummings. I just don't understand why we use him as a as as, as like the model for the the, the men's one. He, he's a lovely big boy, but I wouldn't have him as my model for my Scotland top. There's there's plenty of other players would be a better shout. But anyway, maybe he was available. Um, <laughs> so, but moving on to the the kind of uh, core of tonight's free part of the the episode, um, we. We've obviously on myself and Craig have been on uh, David's podcast, Scrum on the Earth. If you haven't checked it out and subscribed, please head over and do so because it is an absolute belter. Um, we were on the other day and we, we did a, a bit of a URC preview. So if you have listened to that, you will no doubt have uh, heard myself uh, and Craig discussing who's going to play us in the upcoming um dramatization of the Scottish Rugby podcast. Uh, <laughs> that was that went much better than I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I, I, on you. Didn't I, think was, it was I wasn't really sure wh- where that was going, and 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 yet, um, yeah, I've had many many tweets about that. Um, but yeah, so we, we we did a bit of a preview, but we're gonna we'll just kind of summarise uh, our thoughts here. Uh, it'd be good to kind of get your take on things as well, David. Um, Given, like, I, I presume, so I presume it's quite difficult for you to watch the U- URC. 
Uh, so you, you got to subscribe to their own streaming service. Uh, last year, I, I had a feeling they set the price at X and I was like, ah, that seems a little high. And I, I just have a feeling that after three weeks, they're going to be like, oh, shit, nobody's, oh, sorry, you know, no, nobody's, uh, Beep. No, nobody's uh, uh, paying for this yet. We better slash this price. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. So I just paid the, the 50 bucks instead of the 90 bucks or whatever, and then watch the rest. I think they're doing the same thing this year. The, the thing that's concerning here is, so, you know, the NBC sports streaming service Peacock has carried the Prem. Six Nations, HSBC, uh, Sevens, um, and all the European competitions. They literally took the rugby category off of their site just in the last week or so. Of course, on the other hand, Flow, or Blow Rugby as I call them, have added the top 14. So for the first time ever, I might be able to watch the top 14, but all those competitions I just mentioned, I have no idea where they're going to be this year. So a little worrisome. I'm, sure I'm, going to, I'm going to do the same thing with the URC as I did last year. I think that'll be fine. It's it's a it's a strange one, isn't it, Craig? Because obviously the URC have been talking. Um, there's been rumours and mumblings for quite a few years about the desire for the URC to break the American market and 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 start to get traction in America. Possibly even looking at, you know, because we've already got the hairbrain scheme of flying 14 hours south, so we might as well fly 14 hours east or west to go and play rugby <laughs> as well. Um, it's it's a strange one that it's not not as readily available as like you would expect there to be maybe a you know something in in place to make that easier. Yeah, well, e- sorry, sorry. Good e- ESPN Plus <clears throat> used to carry the Pro 14 and a couple other competitions, and they just ESPN was like, okay, that's enough rugby for us. So. <laughs> I think it's also, I think, you know, it's still a very, very niche sport over in America, I guess, isn't it, David? I don't know if I'm oh, yes. right or not, but so I guess the money's not there for the advertisers and, 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 and also the fact that with rugby, you can't, you can't have a, a an ad, you know, an ad break um, every, every five minutes, you know, you're going to miss something. So unless it's a, unless it's a, um, Johnny Sexbot kicking the ball um, <laughs> uh, over the uh, you know over the posts or Dan Bigger who's going to take about six minutes to actually get the ball placed and then get it all right. You could maybe go to commercial on that one, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's you would think that with Rock Nation being involved that you're going to start to see um, you know rugby taking over the world as such. But uh, you know, there's nothing happening. Well, yet. MLR has figured out a way to sandwich in. I think I think only one commercial per half. So not that bad, but I think they basically tie it to a planned water break, essentially, so they know they're going to have sixty seconds or whatever. So, now, now if there's if there's a, if there's a, a, a sorry, John, but there's, if there's a league that's that's going to tie itself in with Rock Nation, I'll tell you, the MLR is seem you know would be a good would be a good shout because of You'd the think. the antics of um, you know it's it's for the beautiful people over in MLR, so uh, you know it would work well with the Rock Nation style uh, style promotion. I would think you know. <laughs> Especially the Giltinis, anyway. Oh, absolutely. Well, is there is there not? There's an argument to be said then that perhaps what we need to be doing is like obviously we've criticised Johnny Sexpot and uh, Dan Dan Bigarana for their antics goal kicking, but maybe there's an argument to be said that we just extend that and say, do you know what, goal kickers it is you're absolutely mandated that you have to take two and a half minutes because then we can cut to. <laughs> Cut to break. <laughs> you got two minute commercial in, and then uh, it comes back just just as he's doing his last flap about, or yeah, Johnny, yeah. Johnny's kind of staring into space once more. Um, just just in time for the kick to go. Well, you're down. You're down four. There's two minutes left. But <laughs> here we're going to commercial. Yeah, Pizza, pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you the thing though. I was I was I was really impressed, and I hope that's how you're listening because. I want royalties off of this one. If, if they take this idea, if, they, if they, yeah, they are always listening. Um, <laughs> if, they, if they take this uh, this idea, but I was at the Blue Jays baseball game um, when I was over in Canada, and they've got a, a picture, and, I, and I'm sorry, Blue Jays, or, to, or any fans out there, I've totally forgotten his name, but he comes on in the last the last innings, and he's a he's a he's a last innings pitcher. He comes out and he he what he's into to finish the game out and make sure there's no walks or anything like that. And he come and and they basically they've got um, 
advertising, the digital advertising hoardings all around it, and they just it all goes to fire. And then all of a sudden, they bring out this this picture of him. He's coming on and he walks, and it's not like he walks out the 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 area where if you've ever watched baseball, they've got like a dugout. Um, he doesn't walk out of there. No, no, he comes from the pitching area, which is right at the back of the stadium, and he has to walk across from where they go from home run. You know, if they if they hit a home run from over there all the way over the pitching mound. And I tell you what, there's a there's a way of bringing on your subs instead of your oh, subs, awesome. and everyone's really confused. Did they just come on? Have we seen the player that we want to see? <laughs> the bomb squad are coming on. Welcome to this arena, uh, Stephen Ketsov, <laughs> and, and you can see this. You can just imagine that, you know. Are you, that Stephen down, Ketsov? are you suggesting we do WWE style entrance exactly. music for? I am absolutely one hundred percent. Is that Dwayne's music we hear? That we should have. If, if Schumann is on the bench, for example, and then the damn health, we get the gay's picture coming up, and there's music, and on he comes as he's. You would know, you, would you do it like proper WWE style, where like the lights would all go down, and then it would just be like a big crescendo, and the music would start playing, and then he would come, he'd be high fiving people on the way across. Then maybe a wee pose at the center circle as well, just to, you know, like a wee flex of the muscle or whatever they like to do. I think you've taken that too far, Joe. <laughs> it's just not baseball. No, 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 but I, I just honestly, I it would, it would just, I just think that, especially in Murrayfield, when you're playing in international games, you know, on come the, on come the, uh, the, the subs, and they don't, they kind of, and, and we're all, especially if you're in the, in the, the, the sports stadium, you don't know they're coming on, you don't, mm. you, you, you're struggling to see it. And I just think there's a good there's a there's something that could be done there that says on, oh, and uh, coming on the field now is and and then you all get to watch them come on and there's a big hoo-ha rather than them yeah, being yeah. on the field, and then there's just a guy in the background or usually it's Bruce Bruce Aitchison who's going yeah. coming on the field at such and such you know. I think there's an argument as well that actually it's quite difficult sometimes to follow with Scotland in particular because half the time we're not entirely sure who the substitutes are or what they look like because Gregor Townsend has, you know, obviously just picked a wild one from, from middle of nowhere and Cammy's edited the wiki page. So you don't know what he looks like. It's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I'm so, just waiting on the... <laughs> Here comes Javan yeah. Sebastian. <laughs> Boom! Jo- John runs out with a cheer and hits him across the back and stuff like that. <laughs> Scottish rugby does attitude era WWE. <laughs> Fantastic. How many players can we use Inter Sandman for? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, if you have a classical warriors, he's a, he's a older players. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I miss when we had uh, Biffy Clyro. I, you know, and you know, I'm a massive Metallica fan, but I do like Biffy Clyro for for us coming out. That was better. The captain, uh, which Glasgow haven't got one of those yet. So, do, do we need see. We need to figure we, that one out. We wait with bated breath. Uh, we do, we do. Right, anyway, that was enough of that. URC, Craig, how, right, where are Edinburgh going to finish? Tell me. I, uh, well, um, uh, for any of those uh, who were listening uh, to the Scrum of the Earth, um, my, I really do feel that Edinburgh have uh, have a chance to, to finish top three this year. Um, and I think they've got a chance uh, to, to push on. They've, 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 maybe it's not as much much recruitment as or as uh, has maybe they haven't spent as much of the SRU's money um than maybe I would have wanted them to but um <laughs> they've got uh or they've, they've 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 saved a little bit of it by bringing in Otterack and um uh and they've, re- they've signed a few of the younger lads coming in uh, or re-signed them or brought them out of the academies and signed them with their first pro pro contracts but you know um hey kid want to play for Edinburgh first time's free <laughs> oh, you met Mike Blair. <laughs> uh, and it's at this point we introduced that David is uh, David's actually been masquerading as a podcaster. He is in fact the head of finance at the SRU. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sue. I'll sue. I'll sue. I tell you. <laughs> lawyers to... in New York. We have lawyers in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do indeed have lawyers in New York. Um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, so yeah, but top three, Craig. I'm saying we have an opportunity to do that. 
what, and, and that the season have, hasn't started yet, and, and like, believe, everybody I, could finish top three. Everybody could finish top three. The thing is, if you look at it, what what we managed to do in Blair's first year with the team that we had, um, he, okay, he added a couple of players and he brought in um, well, Langer's and that had been already signed. Uh, James yeah. Langer had already been signed, etc. But uh, in came Moyano and Boffelli. Um, okay, Moyano's moving on or has moved on, but we've got Wes Goosen and now. I see um, Moyano listed as being released, by the way. Does he already have another club? Was that a mutual thing or did they just say, you're out of here? It, it was a complete, it was it, it, oh, basically yeah. they, they, they put up a, uh, they put up a montage of all the players that were leaving that this season. And it was, and it was, there was obviously Ben Toulis, um, everyone, uh, James, James Johnson, people like that. And then all of a sudden, just at the bottom, it said, Moyano went and went, hang on a minute, you know, where's he going? Because he, he honestly, I don't understand. Well, unless something's gone completely wrong, yeah. he was actually playing very well. So, yeah. uh, you know, um, to, to release him was a, would, would be, an, you know, out into the wild with no other contract. I'm sure he's moving on to something. There has um, to be a plan, right? has to be something. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I think we've got the building blocks are there. We've got the stadium. We're now, Mike Blair's had his opportunity now to build this squad and shape them into the way that they're going to play. So we'll wait and see. Um, I, I really do think, I think it's a positive. Um, it's going to be a positive season. We just need to ensure that um, we don't um, we don't have a Zebra moment. Um, uh, I think we need to, those are the sort of matches we need to put the knee onto the neck of the of the, of the the teams rather than kind of go in there thinking we're going to win and then all of a sudden um, we're, we're, we're needing a last minute penalty to win, you know. I think there's an argument to be said as well for see those games that you think you should go and win. It's about I don't, I don't have a problem with those, but as, as you say, Craig, I have like what I want teams, the Scottish teams to do is where there's an opportunity to go and win, win handsomely, put down a marker, yeah, go and absolutely. absolutely smash someone. The yeah. difference in confidence, if you can go to one of the, even, yeah, one of the lower teams in the league, right? And you can go and you can smash 50 points past them. The impact that has throughout the squad, you know how to score points and it just makes teams think about you. Like, yeah. it might be, oh, it was only Zebra, but ultimately, you still pop 50 points past a professional defence. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to make teams think about that. So, uh, but I, I agree with you. I think Edinburgh will hopefully kick on. I think he's are on for a for a good season. Uh, hopefully not too good. I could really do without, like, you know, you getting progressively more goatee on this. Craig. <laughs> 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 gloaty. Love it, gloaty. I'm, I'm going to keep that. That's it. I'm going to get that tattooed on my arm. <laughs> Are you going to get tattooed in alternate orange and blue letters? Absolutely. And it's going to be like, I'm going to be sitting here like, instead of the goat, I am the gloat. I am the goat. <laughs> Obviously, conflict of interest here, so I'm going to recuse myself from uh, from speaking about the Glasgow season. Um, David, um, we obviously talked the other day about about Glasgow, and uh, where 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 do you, where do you think the pro clubs are going to end up this year? I I I wish I could agree with Craig. I don't. Top three seems impossible to me because of the Irish sides and the South African sides. <clears throat> I just don't think there's room in that top three. You're going to have Leinster at the top. You're going to have the Stormers right there. That third spot is going to be the Bulls or Munster or Ulster. You'd think. Um, I think maybe you know maybe fourth, but. I see it really the, that top three is just a log jam, especially with the top at least one or two spots just kind of kind of spoken for. Um, it's funny because I had th- thought Glasgow were going to do better this year than last year because it seemed like they got you know all the talk was uh, we've got to get rid of this coach, but we can't get rid of him. And then they got rid of him, and it was like oh maybe the mood just lightened considerably. Maybe things are looking up. But <laughs> talking to you, John, actually, uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's reasonable to expect a, a step back. Um, if they start out with a couple of big wins right off the bat and look convincing, I think that could build a lot of player momentum and a lot of just sort of team confidence that could translate. But if they come out and, you know, skid the first three or four, 
I think they might all think, oh, yeah, 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 this is a rebuilding year and that's okay. And, you know, it, it, nothing happens that quickly and stuff. And I think the, the foot might come off the gas a little bit. I, th- I think part of the concern for Glasgow as well is uh, they're already going into the season, you know, nine injuries is what's listed. Wow. Uh, so, you know, we're already going into the season, no first choice fly half because Ross Thompson's out with a back injury. Um, you know, Duncan Weir's out as well, which we've done to death my views on that. So uh, we're, we're either going to be starting the season with a lesser spotted Diego Minotti uh, who obviously Danny Wilson did not fancy in the slightest, which makes me convinced that he's probably one of the best players in the world. Um, or we've got short-term signing Joe Hodgson, who uh, formerly of Newcastle Falcons. Uh, what is it with Falcons um, fly halves, Craig, and dodgy haircuts? Is it, is it a thing that they do? <laughs> well, it's amazing because, uh, you know, actually, the, the first time I saw Joel Hodgson was um, Newcastle were playing Edinburgh um, as a, as a warm-up game, and he was playing um, scrum half. Oh, and uh, he he was he's a very quite a he, he's quite a vibrant scrum half, you know, and he had these flowing blonde. He was a fast athlete, <laughs> like yes. the flowing blonde locks. And uh, I might be completely wrong, but I was sure it was scrum half. And then and then he's moved on to uh, on um, uh, he's moved up to um, to or he's moved over to fly half. Um, and it, it's you know it, for me, and okay, it might just be that that. The market is kind of um, what's the word? The market is is kind of there's a logjam and and there's not very many people out on the market there to to, to sign up. But to be honest, you you would think that we, they would hang on to Sean Kent. You know, I don't know if Sean Kennedy's retired fully, but the or they or they bring you know one of the one of the young lads through um, from from the Fosrock Academy rather than bringing in Joel Hodgson. Uh, you know. Um, sorry, I've, I was wrong with Sean Kennedy. I've, I've mixed up there, but um, just since come half, but yeah, no, Sean, Sean Kennedy's still there. But I, I yeah. take, take the point, Craig. I think you're you're absolutely right. You would, and maybe that maybe that does speak to like the depth of ten at the Super Six. And we've obviously talked about the type of game that the Super Six. You know, it's been very entertaining watching it, and um, a bit a bit like Super Rugby in a lot of ways, and defence very optional, but. It does maybe say to me that we're still in a position that the crow game is still too far away from mm, that that mm. that um, setup that because you would want your ten you know it's one of those ones it's ten, ten in your props you just can't there's no hiding place you just can't get <clears> out of it so um, but yeah but, sure, right. but, but surely John. What is the reason for the Super Six if it is not to provide you with professional oh, players? Craig, ab- absolutely good, sir. Uh, <laughs> just, that, that I just think that perhaps that pathway has not quite been uh, fully utilised. And maybe it will take a couple of years before we see the fruits of this labour. But uh, <clears throat> yes, personally, I, w- I, would, I would happily see a young boy. Like I, I think yeah. we've done it with Ross Thompson. Do you know what? He came out of nowhere and was thrown in at the deep end. Finn Russell was came out of nowhere and was thrown into the deep end. Rudy Jackson was the same. Duncan Weir was the same. Glasgow have got a history of throwing tens in at the deep end and going, do you know what? Show us what you got or ship out. And mm. that's professional sport. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think, you know, we look at Edinburgh under Cockrell, you had Nathan Chamberlain absolutely gagging for for game time and couldn't, yeah. couldn't get it for Toffee and ended up like, you know, he's down at London Scottish now. Uh, yeah. He's moved down there. But, you know, we, we have to we have to put game time into these guys because with the, with the change in the league, the way it is now, we're not going to get those, theoretically, we're not going to get those international windows. Of course we are because, you know, obviously Scotland players are going to camp and we'll have to play a scratch team when we go on a tour to South Africa. Um, but I think it's really important these young players get that game time. Uh, so... I would have happily thrown someone in, uh, but you're absolutely right about Joe Hodgson. He was he was scrum half uh, for England under 18s uh, before converting to uh, to fly half uh, at under 19s. But he would probably have covered scrum half as well. So you're spot on with your knowledge. It's not like it's not like me to out knowledge you, John. Do you know he's actually he's a player I know very little about other than his fantastically wonderfully bad hair uh, at times. So. He's not a player I know terribly much about, but I'll be interested to see how he goes. And 
you know, it's an opportunity for him as well, short-term contract, but if he was to go well, there's always an opportunity to, to kind of boost the depth at 10 for Glasgow. Absolutely. Particularly if Ross Thompson gets a run at 10 for Scotland at some point. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Scottish players moving around. I see that Sam Hidalgo Klein oh. has ended, he's he's ended up at Benetton from the Exeter Let the Rebranding Commence Chiefs. Um this will make his sixth team since leaving Edinburgh in 2018. Uh looks like his last cap was only two years ago, though. It, you know, is he completely off the radar? So what it's been six clubs since 2018. I, I thought it had been about 60, to be honest. <laughs> uh, are you talking about um, European Cup winning Sam Hidalgo Klein? I, th- I think we're talking about turnover winning European Cup winner Sam Absolutely. Hidalgo Klein. Yes, <laughs> honestly, that referee should have been struck off for how bad that was. It was penalty <laughs> all day and twice on a Sunday. But uh, no, I th- the thing is, and this is this I is see, I right. see Scarlet's Harlequins racing Leo yep. and the Chiefs. And this is the time at Scarlets, he also played for uh, one of the Welsh um, uh, Premiership teams because yeah. <laughs> he was patched out to them. And this is the thing, this is what I'm trying to say, though. It's, 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 what is it with Scottish nines that they seem to be underused? And then all of a yeah. sudden, you know, I, 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 there must be something um, about him that, that, that he doesn't, you know, because he, when he, you know, when he was playing at Exeter, he, he looked pretty he good. Player, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. He seems to be the sort of player who always plays quite well in short-term contracts or plays quite well when his contracts are up up for renewal, yeah. And then he gets a two-year and it falls off a cliff. So it's a shame. I've always always rated him. I always thought he was a a really exciting talent, but um, just hasn't happened for him, I suppose. It was probably a Glasgow scrum half, really. Like, at the time, if he had been at Glasgow, he suited their game plan. Yeah, and he was one of the one of the cockerel clearouts, wasn't he? Aye, you know? yeah, so. yeah. So that maybe says everything we need to say about his potentially where where his head was at at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps he was driving his car the length of the training pitch. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh, I, I really, I really, really hope that wasn't true. But uh, well, yeah. well, speaking of Scottish players leaving Exeter, Sam Skinner's coming back home to you, Craig. I believe after eight years with Exeter, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it was. It, it, I I wasn't sure of the signing. Um, he's obviously been signed to, to to bring him back up here so that he's training with Scotland, and he's he's got more availability with Scotland, I guess. Um, because because obviously we're dripping with back rows, and 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 obviously we're we're so dripping with back rows that we've actually handed handed an incredibly good one over to Glasgow. Um, so you know. And because he's a hybrid of a, of a six and a and a and a, and a second row, um, it, it it was an interesting one. I think he'll be there to do more second row work than the, than um, than back row work at Edinburgh, um, because he is a big um, a big lumbering is the wrong word. But I'm trying to get across that you know he's not the fastest person in hulking. the world. Hulking, hulking. Um, but he is, a, he is he's going to provide a bit of strength. He, he replaces you know Ben Toulis. He might give you a little bit more forward movement than Grant Gilchrist. Um, but on the other side of things, you know the way Edinburgh are playing, we have maybe three or four static players as such. But even if you look at um, Schumann, who is the the widest human being I've met for some time, um, he can still get around the park pretty well, you know. So it'll it'll be interesting to He's see. He's got how pace. He, how, yeah. When yeah. when Skumon gets gets free and you see him just charge, woo! It's so much fun. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if Skinner. I wonder if part of the move there as well is obviously we've talked about Grant Gilchrist's um, set piece. Um, you know, obviously we talked about him as a, a, a very canny line-out operator. And I do wonder mm. if there's an element of Skinner, uh, you know, will he be learning from from Gilchrist's? No, he's not the youngest boy anymore. Skinner's yeah. got a few years on him. I wonder, I think Skinner could be a massive part of Scotland's kind of post-World Cup rebuild. Mm. And, you know, if he, if he is able to add that string to his bow of... Line out, line out caller, line out operator, you know, able to get up. And it's a challenge because he is a big boy. And, yeah. you know, you don't always want to be throwing your 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 heaviest second row up into there. Uh, the rebuild after the last World Cup or this coming one? This one. 
I'm preempting it. Well noted, though, David. <laughs> what I would say, however, though, is, is is that I think I think the other side of things is you know both Edinburgh and Scotland need an Exeter an Exeter style forward. Yeah. Um, and and you know if you watch Exeter play, their forwards, especially over the last five years, have you know you just need to look at Johnny Hill, for example. Um, I think. They've no got thanks. a bit, of, yeah. Well, they've got they've got they've got that nastiness to them, um, and uh, not so much a, a Peter Romani nastiness. But we'll get into that in the Patreon pod. Yeah. Um, but Sam Skinner will bring that, just you know that 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 big bulky, you don't want to mess with them sort of per, you know person to Edinburgh and also into Scotland. You know? Right. So pr- prior to going to the Patreon, then because we we are we've we've given the free free viewers. An hour and f- almost an hour and six minutes. You're getting all the time here, guys. Right, Craig, URC winner, Champions Cup winner, go. Um, URC winner, um, I'm going to go a little bit left field and see Ulster. Yep. Um, and European Cup. Goodness, I think Leicester Tigers are going to take it this Leicester Tigers, wow, that is two of the hottest takes you'll hear in the history mm. of rugby right there. Uh, I was going to ask you who's who's going to be your World Cup winner, but I'm kind of scared to ask now, Craig. <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you, you stole it from me. Sorry, dude. sorry, man. Uh, um, uh, World Cup winner. I think it's probably um, like Russia. No, uh, <laughs> but, um, no. I think uh, I think you'll see. Um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be South Africa again. South Africa again. Okay, David. Same hmm. question. URC Champions Cup, Rugby World Cup. Uh, Stormers in the URC. Um, I'm going to agree with Craig and say the Tigers take it. You, I, you I, are I, both absolutely at it here. You are clearly <laughs> at it. I like that Go one. I, I really like that. All your sales. And I, I, you know, I've been saying it out loud on my own pod so many times. I can't not say France. Yeah. You know, see, it's probably the most obvious, least hot take possible. But I don't see. You know, it's all lined up. If they don't win, it's going to be so catastrophic. It's going to be beautiful and historic too. So. So I'm going to say for the double, I think it's probably going to be Edinburgh for the URC in the Champions Cup. Ooh, doing the reverse jinx here. I'm having what he's having. (laughs) Two more glasses of that, good sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I I can't see past Leinster for the URC. I know it's so so predictable. I think the Stormers will be there or thereabouts. Uh, Champions Cup, I am going to go for a horrible, horrible hot take. Uh, and I think it's going to be Saracens. Uh, it's going to be disgusting, and I'm going to hate myself every moment of it. Damn, uh, right. Uh, and then for the World Cup, I agree. France are going to be there or thereabouts, but the All Blacks are playing absolute psychology right now. And the fact that they are so bad right now inevitably means they're going to be so good in a year's time. So Ooh, I, I think... I think anti-Ireland? I think the All Blacks are going to still take it, and it's going to be hilarious when they do. Oh, man. So that is us for the free part of the podcast. Patreons, uh, please hang about. Come and join us. We are going to get a little bit sweary, uh, and we're going to put the world of rugby to rights. Uh, It's been, for not having had too much to talk about, we have fair rambled on tonight, but it's been an absolute pleasure having uh, David and Craig with me tonight. So we'll say goodbye to our freemium uh, viewers. It is goodbye from me and goodbye from Craig and David. (laughs) Craig, David. (laughs) Bye-bye. Come on, guys.